comedian, actor and director Glenn Barnum and Pam on the Rum Money Show this evening. Glenn, we've played your adverts tonight. We've played my creepy teacher. We have played the Tinder swindler spoof. Please take me through the process that you and a crazy man called Mike Sharman sitting in Joburg. Uh, do you watch the same things at the same time? Or does he <laughs> phone you? Or do you phone him? Or do you just have this weird connection that says, here's something we can take the mickey out of? Bruce, good evening to you and your listeners. Um, it's, a, it's all a bit, of, a bit of both. We're on a WhatsApp, uh, on a WhatsApp group um, uh, with uh, Panther Punch as the, as the title, which is my production company. And um, Mike is constantly throwing ideas around. I'm not going to say all of them are great. Um, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, and we're kind of his filter, so to speak. So uh, we, we kind of uh, sit together, my my creative partner Oliver Booth and I and uh, we just churn it and, and just process it and uh, and think about it a bit whereas Mike's uh, brain goes at a million miles an hour so for something like Creepy Teacher it was literally a combination of um, of him phoning me saying we need to rip this thing off I sat with it for 5-10 minutes I thought okay no this, he, has a, he has a good opportunity to push a brand and uh, within, I think, 24 hours or something like that, it was, it was, it was in the can, shot, done and dusted. So the, the processes change. Uh, now we know we've got a formula, we can do it. It's just, a, it's just about trying to um, not, you know, not everything is, a, is, a, is an ace serve. You've got to sit with it a little bit, otherwise uh, the product becomes a little bit, uh, I, I guess it becomes a bit wishy-washy. Now, so you get the call and you say, we need to spoof this thing. Does he say, here's a list of my clients, find one where it fits? Or do you say, this is great, I think I can do a Creepy Crawly spoof on it. You go and talk to Creepy Crawly, I'm going to write a script in the meantime. How does that work? That's exactly what it is. That's it. Um, um, Mr. Sharman has, has, got, uh, has got a lot of experience in the advertising industry, knows how, how to approach clients, knows what they want. Um, you know, knows how to push the brand. And also then once, once I've written the script or we've written the script at Panther Punch, we send it back and he sort of, uh, call it, uh, sort of advertises it, if that makes sense. He, he, he pushes a couple of things in there that, that, you know, are, are important to, um, to mention. And, and we settle on something uh, somewhere in between. You don't want to go too far in the wacko direction, and you don't want to go too far in the quote-unquote clienty direction. you kind of got to meet somewhere in the middle, and that's kind of the space that we're exploring at the moment, which is the sort of branded content that isn't in your face, but, but, but it's, it's engaging and, and people are appreciating it because we're not throwing you know, uh, the price and the product in their face and saying, get this, get that, get that. We're saying, here's the brand. We want to be top of mind. Here's something to laugh at. Next time you order your groceries, think about the Tinder swindler, and, you know, there's your, your check of 60. You know, that, that's kind of the process that we want to, want to do. We want to make people laugh. That's the bottom line. And if, if, there's a, if there's a way to do it with a bit of branding, that also helps a bit because, as you know, um, production costs, um, and we don't have, you know, just budget to throw... At, uh, at anything so we, it does help to, to have the brand behind us and it, it is absolutely essential obviously I mean and there's a huge amount of trust then 
between yourself and Mike, uh, Mike Sharman and Mike Sharman and his client and the client and you that it doesn't, the spoof doesn't become ridiculous. It doesn't become something that's actually annoying. And if it did, I suppose it wouldn't go viral and not many people would see it. No harm would be done, but then you would have wasted an awful lot of time and money. Um, have been, I mentioned the two. Have there been others that we, that, that sort of like perhaps before we became aware of viral um, phen- yeah, phenomena? Well, yeah. Yeah, um, we, we've done a lot of unbranded content, things that we just thought were funny. Um, we did a, well, what we thought was a really successful spoof on cyclists because you know that they've got a lot of pent-up aggression and I know they're probably trillions listening on this radio show, but guys, I just want to just, just let you know, just calm down. Everyone, it's a Sunday. We relax, okay? Please stop shouting at us. We just want to, and please, when you walk into the restaurant, put some real shorts on. I can't look at you through the, it's just too much no, for no, me, okay. you know? Yes, so, I understand. Yeah. So, so anyway, we've got a spoof on cyclists. We've got, um, uh, we've, we've got we've got a, a couple of a couple of other up the up the sleeve that I don't want to spoil too much. So I'd rather get the, the audience to go to Panther Punch our YouTube page or pantherpunch.com and check out some of our content. Okay, I think you'll have a bit of a laugh. Okay, brilliant. Talk to me about money. I mean, it, and I, I bumped into a well-known actor the other day um, who was doing a, quite a, a very important production job um, on, on a corporate shoot. And I was, oh, well, you know, and, yeah, it, it strikes me that acting is a tough, tough, tough business. And I think comedy, particularly when you can't go and perform easily and not be in front of big crowds, um, you, you do need to diversify when it comes to taking your skill and sharing it with the world. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's it's tough out there, man. It's tough out there as a creative in the world. Generally, it's hard as an actor. Um, it, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, whether you're in South Africa or otherwise. But um, one definitely has to has to try and, and branch out and see where where you can go. And it's not just about you know sitting and waiting around for your agent to call or waiting for someone to give you the opportunity or the role or whatever it is, uh, even as a director, it's the same thing. You know, we wait around for, um, if we wait around for, for, for scripts to come from an Ogilvy or a King James or whatever it is, um, then, you know, it's over. So it's all about generating your own uh, material. And uh, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but, you know, we have phones and that's how Panther Punch started. We, you know, we started just filming things on our phones or calling on connections that we had people who, who we know and try and generate your own stuff. As a creative, it's the only way to get your, yourself out there because it's not going to happen uh, like a Charlize Theron, I'll tell you that much. You've got to have a huge amount of resilience. You've got to be able to, I suppose, put a huge amount of content out into the ether. You don't know what lands. You don't know what succeeds. I suppose nowadays you can monitor what gains some traction and you get an idea of what people like and what they don't like. But that's, you know, before you know it, six months have passed and you haven't had a slice of bread in ages. Yeah, no, man. You've got to be prepared to fail. That's the only way to learn. I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, we call it uh, dying as a stand-up comedy uh, in the stand-up <laughs> yeah. comedy world. If you go on stage and you don't do well, you say, I died tonight. Same thing yeah. with content. If you push it out there and no one likes it, it bombed. Or, you know, it, it does happen, man. Like, you, you've, you've, got to, you've got to try try and fail, and that's why you learn. Some things you don't expect to succeed, and they absolutely knock the lights out, shoot the lights out. So um, it, it is a bit of a gamble, but the more experience you have and the more confidence you have and the more people kind of... Uh, trust you as um, you know, as a comedian, actor, director, content creator. People, you know, you 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 love a show, you love Seinfeld, 
you know, maybe there might be an episode that isn't that great, but you, you love the people, so you're going to love it anyway. So it's all about just trying to maintain that, that momentum and, and getting the audience on your side, trying to find a following. Uh, and that following, I mean, if you, uh, some of the American YouTubers, particularly those that appeal to teenagers and they do lots of tech reviews and they do lots of cool stuff and blow things up and, and, and do wonderful things, and some of it is even really, really good and actually quite fun to watch. There's a NASA engineer who does stuff online um, and on YouTube who's brilliant. And I think these guys make tens of millions of dollars because they get the traction and the, uh, and the followers and the, uh, and the audiences. Uh, as a South African creator of stuff that is quite specific, I mean, not everybody all over the world is necessarily going to appreciate the brilliance of my creepy teacher, for example. So you'll get a nice following in South Africa, but that's not enough to generate the views that generates the income that gets the algorithms to pay you a buck. Well, uh, I, I beg to differ. I think that, Excellent um, news. Good. I, yeah, yeah, I think that it is possible if you've got something that's relatable enough. Um, for example, that cyclist video went completely around the world. We ended up on Reddit and all sorts of platforms. I mean, as we know, Creepy Crawly went, went worldwide. We're on Australian podcasts and Spanish newspapers and all sorts of things. So it is possible. It's just about finding the relatability. And it's also okay if the content isn't, you know, is, is more uh, South African specific. There's money to be made. As, as we mentioned at the, at the top of the, of the interview, there's um, there brands that want to jump on board, man. There's bucks to be, to, to be spent on that. And, and uh, you don't have to, so yeah, it's good to shoot for the stars, but there's, there's definitely place to, um, place to make a, a bit of money here and there and, uh, you know, and then um, it's, it's about trying to, you know, trying to put a little bit of, uh, of, of away, trying to sort of, you know, gain a, a bit of traction. And if you can, like a bit of a portfolio or a time and fund or um, discretionary assets invested, you know, you've got, to, you've got to try and just build it up because it's not going to be. It's up and down for us, so it's always good. No, but that's it. You've got absolutely no job security, no income security whatsoever, and somehow in the, the mess of all of that, it's real feast and famine stuff. Somehow you've got to put away stuff for a rainy day and hope the day do, it doesn't rain often. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and unfortunately in the world of, of, uh, of creatives and entertainment, there's been not only a lot of rain, but it's been persistent and flooding, um, and you've not been able to get out the house. It's been, I think, a really hard two-year period. Are you coming out of that particular particular sort of scenario at the moment? Yeah, definitely. Um, 100%. I mean, if you look around Cape Town at the moment, uh, you see production boards with, with loads and loads of, of film crews scattered around the peninsula. Um, you'll mm. notice that, uh, you know, stand-up comedy is starting to get up and running. I know the Mother City Comedy Festival is on at the Artscape at the moment. I just had lunch with a friend of mine, Jason Goliath, who, who played the oh, night yeah. before and said it was, yeah, he said it was full. Well, we say full, but whatever the capacity yeah. is. Um, so things are starting to definitely get back on their feet. I think people are itchy. They miss it. You know, they miss getting out there. They miss laughing at live, uh, at live, live entertainment. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't know how the, how, how the, the marketing budgets work, uh, for, for these, these, these big corporations, but it feels like they're spending at the moment. And, and that's a, that's a very positive sign, I think, for our industry and certainly for the economy. I'm delighted to hear it. Glenn Biderman, Pam, thank you for coming through for us this evening. The comedian, the actor, the director. 
Funny fella. Um, and uh, the, one of the key creatives in an extraordinary relationship that exists, but not between, just between him, but with Oliver Booth at a place called Panther Punch. Um, and then also with a, a very creative agency owner by the name of Mike Sharman. And together they, they collaborate on a really interesting phenomenon from the world of advertising. And that is the spoof material that really resonates with you. Um, and you watch it, and you share it, and you go, you've got to see this, and you've got to show it. My kids um, made them sit down and watch My Octopus Teacher first, and then played them the creepy teacher, and they thought this was the, the best thing ever, ever developed and created. And it inspires generations. It goes across generations. It really is a work of genius. Well done to you, Glenn, Biderman, Pam, and the team.